0: We're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Six Pack Lapidat and Paul Marinzan. And this is it, buddy. This is the big one. So, quick background on it. On the Russell Overheat podcast episode, um, we were discussing uh, the 93 kilo goat debate. And with this particular situation, we popped up two polls for people because, um, in terms of criteria, and listen, goat debate. It's not an official title. You can't officially win it. No, you can't officially be a goat. So you'll you be the goat, I should say. Yeah. Or well, a goat. Because yes. there's several per weight class. Yes. But some people will say... So here's the whole point. It's it's not it's not an official title, so there is no criteria, official criteria. So that means it'll always be debated. You'll never have a consensus, really. Even if you say, this guy is for sure a consensus. Nah, you'll find people who debate it. And you know you just said there's only a goat, not several. Some people think... Fuck weight class goats. Well, I called Steffi Cohen a goat. And they're like, Cece's the goat for sure. Look what she just did. And I was like, no, but I meant for her weight class. And they're like, fucking weight. Every weight class gets a goat. But in other sports, like MMA, UFC, 100%, you're like, listen, GSPs. I would say any weight class sport, you got to go. Like, it's I think that, that weight think, class. Yeah. But there are some people who are that's fucking stupid. The greatest of all time means regardless of. That's huh. what some people think. So the point is... Um, you're never going to fucking come to a conclusion for sure. Huh. And but that's
1: why yeah. you have these debates. Yeah. And you can't know? even say it When it's a weight class sport, like, how do you say that you only have one?
0: Like, it's, that'd be like an apples and oranges sort of comparison. Unless you're just looking for the most utterly dominant, regardless. Like, you might say, like, fuck off, powerlifting's a hard one to do. Like, do you say by Wilkes? Do you say by, like. That's, that's. But, but, but we know the
1: Wilkes formula is
0: skewed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. In other sports, you might be able to say, look at Floyd Mayweather currently. Regardless of, that's only this generation because Sugar Ray Robinson, for those who know him, had like 200 fucking, he had a 96 fight win streak. So, um, Floyd Mayweather's 50, you know, that's cute. Yeah. That's cute. This generation, never seen it before, automatically he's the GOAT. In the 50s, Sugar Ray Robinson did 96 fights straight, fought every other week against the best in the world. Some guys like Jake LaMotta, you heard of Jake LaMotta? Fought him six kind of, times. I was going to say kind of, yeah. Fought Thanks. him six fucking times, my friend. So when, um, anyways, I don't want to get into boxing, yeah. but, but the point is, the GOAT debate is a debate in all sports. And um, for instance, football, some people say Dan Marino, I got a buddy who's a fucking huge Marino fan, huge in the Dolphins, and says that it's got to be Marino by the numbers. But he doesn't have it. He never won the big one. Well, he never so, won, yeah. And for some people... That's the kicker where it's like, well, then he can't be, he can't be the greatest, and then other people are like, well, it should just be that because that's a team sport. So yeah, there's there's variables. War with powerlifting, it's, it, it's it's it is debatable, and it isn't. Um, you know, some people when we had this debate going, the reason why this episode is so important, um, when we were debating whether Jesse Norris was a goat, um, people took that not a lot. Most people actually. So some people went to Jesse and said, these guys are throwing shade on you, man. These guys are not only throwing shit, trashing you, talking shit, and yeah. um, other people who heard the podcast were like, like Joey Flex, real quick in there is like, they definitely weren't talking shit. That was straight up sports talk as you would always have, uh, for sure. Not like in the I, I re-listened really to it because I started getting like, I, I know, I, I, we I am not as well. Because like, we? I don't. You never want to be even if you like one hundred percent believe what you're saying. You don't want to go too far, getting hyperbole, which um, and be, but. I was like, no. I remember what we said. He's probably the strongest 93-kilo guy in the world. But resumes have to be resumes, and these are certain things you think you got to see. So I thought we were fair, and um, I was being... But then again, fuck, some people might be like, okay, that's fair, but they don't believe my criteria makes up the GOAT criteria, yeah. which it's in, it's not a real title. So you could have made it. Exactly. But um, Jesse said, put me... But he, I don't even think Jesse was... Weighing in on the GOAT debate so much as, like, I don't think he was saying, I want to come on there to tell you why I'm the GOAT. I think he wanted to address some of the things, what we said in terms of he's never done the Worlds. And he wants, he gets asked this all the time. And he doesn't, he has, he's like his Instagram platform, but not the platform, like a, like a platform to the, to the, uh, just the mainstream, not just like his people might know who follow him. But just the Powerlifting community as a whole. Here's an opportunity. He's like, I want to come on because I want to address this, so people as a whole get to hear this. Because I get asked this all the time, and I don't know if he even wants to weigh on in on the goat debate. Because maybe he feels a little bashful, saying, "I am the greatest." Yeah, no, like, uh, fair yeah, enough. no, that's not how it came No, no, I mean, uh, I don't want to put him on the spot. I'll ask him, "What do you think? Who's the goat?" But um, some people, don't feel, even if they think it's them, they don't feel comfortable throwing it out there. I think he's a humble dude. But he might say, look at it, honestly. And he actually, even if he does say, I think it's me, he has, he has a, a legitimate claim. claim. He does. He has a legitimate claim. Even if I'm like, you know what, here's why I'm steering towards Verbecky, And I know you're steering towards David Ricks. And we, so even we don't agree who's the fucking go. But um, it's, it's they're, all in, they're all in Mount Rushmore. And they're all in contention to have this talk. We can't lie. Yep. You know what I mean? It's not like, come on, man. No, it's, it's what are you going on? Like, and that's the beauty of sports <laughs> talk. That's what we do.
1: Microsoft, right now in the open, has the world record for total. Yeah. For the IP. he been
0: 93. It, won it the most times. Yeah. I, I do think him moving up to 105 and winning it as an overblown 93. Even now, he, he posted. Oh, you could video of him. He's 97 and a half yeah, I was going to say, he's still water cut away, basically. From yeah. 93. So for him to still be doing what he's doing at 105, breaking records yeah. and, that and winning titles. Uh, that that just helps solidify it for me, but um, I would concede. Fucking some of Jesse's numbers are absolutely incredible. Oh yeah. And he he's young as shit. That like this goat debate ain't over in ten years. Fuck man, we can have him back on. Yep. And his whole resume is different, you know. So it's um it's it's I mean, it's a really interesting. I don't see too many weight classes if we're doing weight class goat debates where this is the case. I think usually it's fairly cut and dry. Fairly. To to most guys, have won a worlds, yeah, and have and have won have done those things. Jesse's is different, yeah, uh, because he's got a fucking monster total. It wasn't even the same federation, it wasn't even tested. Yeah, although all- his
1: all time best total was at the record breakers. Yeah,
0: untested, possibly deadlift bar, etc. Although there's a caveat with that. When we say untested, he was still a USAPL lifter subject to testing so it doesn't yep. mean he wasn't subject to testing so i mean because you could be a, a usapl lifter exclusively only lift of usapl show up at a meet and not get tested but you were subject to it you could have been up for yeah, it yeah you're so still to,
1: putting yourself in the testing phone right. especially for jesse because I that was the,
0: that was the first year he won raw so i think he's still so then it's so there's a caveat so so we're ordinarily i'd say you can't take an untested meet and and Compared against the guys who were in test meets, that's unfair, but he was still a tested lifter. So it almost was, whether it's a tested meet or not, yeah. whether they test him at that meet or not, he still could have been tested at the meet. They could have yeah. looked at it and said, oh, he's going to be at that meet? Let's show up at that meet to test him. So it is, um, and I'm not, you know, i got to get my timelines right. One of the raw Nats, he got suspended for a stimulant, not a steroid or whatever, but a stimulant, short, 6 month That that kind of shitty time, yeah. because he couldn't make a USD. <laughs> so that fucking sucks. But, I don't know if that if he was suspended when he did react or not. I feel like Can that it? was the same timeline, but I don't know if he was suspended at that point or Let if he got act.
1: suspended afterwards.
0: Yeah. Or. So so there's there's so, tons of that's the thing with Jesse's tons of caveats that it's a it's a complicated story. Yeah. It's not an easy
1: story, you know? And um And clearly I, we're not the only ones that think this is a hot story with the way that it blew it's up. A so every, it's everyone's got debate. the opinion.
0: It's an amazing debate. It's just important to take it. When we have these debates, this isn't it's got to be taken this isn't trashing someone this is what the fuck we do yeah this is this is sport this is a sports podcast and we debate and stop and do sports talk oh yeah if we don't debate i mean what it's yeah, gonna be
1: a pretty boring podcast pretty, i hate really, it like it's
0: i fucking hate vanilla podcasts. they won't pick winners they won't pick podium finishes they're too afraid to hurt feelings yeah, um no you won't pick like you gotta pick a side and it's only sports in terms of the the guy or girl It isn't that. We're never going to attack somebody or shame somebody, whatever the fuck. We're debating whether you're the greatest of all time, not whether or not you're good. The greatest <laughs> of all fucking time. Yeah. It's a compliment to say you, it's 50-50, whether or not I yeah, think you the greatest we talking about
1: two other people here. So, of all times, we've ever three had. lifters in the 93 kilo Dude. class that we're talking about. So, yeah,
0: for most people, if I drop your name in, you know, I think so-and-so, insert your name, might be one of the greatest lifters I've ever seen in his weight class, but I don't think he's quite there yet, and here's why. Most people like, holy shit, I'm in that conversation. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, how some people listen to that bit? They're fucking trashing them.
1: They're talking shit. Like, this, as you said, like how many weight classes can you even do it with? Because 120 Plus is out. You know, Ray Williams yeah. is the greatest ever.
0: Yeah. No, most of them. And Dennis, Dennis Cornelius, Cornelius. Yeah, there's Sergei a lot. Sergey Koshenko. Yeah. There's a lot that are pretty on lock. Um, yeah. And this is one where it's a little different. You know? Uh, so, yeah. We got to weigh in. Yep. We got to fucking weigh it's, in. So, with, with no further ado, uh, we got Jesse Norris himself here. We'll bring him on and we'll have, um, first off, we'll get his side of the story on like, you know, why no world's yet in the open? What's his future looking like? If he's gonna. I wanna start a story on whether he thinks he's the goat or
1: not first. Uh, whether or not he, yeah. what, what
0: does he think constitutes the goat? Whether or not he feels as though he is the goat, uh, et cetera, et cetera, my friend. So, let's, we'll, we'll pause it. We'll bring in the let's, man let's himself, the, the big. To tell of, his story. That's right, to tell his side. And uh, I also wanna ask him, um, who he thinks is going to win 93s this year and what he is expecting, that, how he expects U.S. to do at the Worlds. Uh, well,
1: I mean, at of course we got to ask him this. Yeah, of course. It's, it's his week. Yeah.
0: You know? So anyways, let's bring him in. Bam. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we got the man of the hour, Jesse Norris. Jesse. So we had um, a lot of people, obviously, feedback, um, cool. immediately hitting you up for that last podcast. It was um, the 93-kilo goat debate. And it was... Cool. And it was a uh, an interesting d- debate because of all the weight classes we were saying before we had you on. This this one particular weight class, it's like for some people it's a runaway where um, Ray Williams, fucking, he won the titles. He, he's got all the records. It's just Ray. And then yeah. I think 120, same situation where um, Dennis Cornelius. I mean, fuck, man, he's running shit. He's got all these titles. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Whereas it's different. I think the 93 kilo is a unique situation because possibly the strongest 93 kilo lifter in the world is probably yourself. But one of the, it's unique in that in most sports, the best guy in the world is got like the resume of all these world titles in that best weight class, which makes it that, that whole debate. And then you have, so I think here's the way I think the Mount Rushmore of 93 kilo guys are and I'll get your opinion on who you think, yeah, yeah. who you think the goat is. Maybe you're too too humble to say yourself, anyways. So what we'll do is we're actually gonna say your resume, just in case you are too humble to say you're the goat, anyways. Because uh, no. you're definitely in the conversation, no matter what. Um, yeah. Even if someone doesn't think, even if someone's like, you're not the goat until you win the IPF Worlds, you have to be in the conversation. And here's why. Okay, for anyone listening who doesn't know all the stats. So, Verbecki, and if I'm butchering his fucking name, and I'm terrible with those Eastern yeah. European names, but Krzysztof Verbecki of Poland, um, he won the World Cup 2012. So this is before the IPF did World Championships. So they did a tester with the World Cup. Uh, they did the World Cup. He won Worlds 2013, 14-15, Bronze in 16. He showed up injured. 17, he went up to 105. And then... Um, and won, 105. And one 105. Yeah. And he's he's a pretty small 105er. He showed pictures of him. He's kind of a... He could probably still make 93 because he's 97.5 kilo with abs on his Instagram the other day. That'd be amazing. Huh. I don't know what his plans are. So he might even come back, which would be fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, and he took a bronze in 105 this year. So he's one of the guys. I, I'm, I'm thinking for Becky myself. But Paul was saying...
1: And I was going with David Ricks. Just for longevity of career. So here's the other one. It depends.
0: depends, uh, Because the GOAT is an unofficial title, it depends what you like. Like if, in terms of how you make your criteria. So here's here's a debate for Ricks would be, I think he's a five-time world champion way the fuck back in the day. Yeah. But it's not, here's a caveat with Ricks because there's caveats with everybody, right? He actually, it wasn't a 93 kilo weight class. It wasn't a ninety-three kilo weight. No, cast. that's true. So, no, it was, uh, but he's it it still, still that's worse. ninety. Back then, right? yeah, it was yeah. a ninety, which yeah. is uh, hundred ninety-eight pounds in freedom units. Um, but <laughs> even as a a fifty in his late fifties, broke ninety-three kilo open world records, and um, is like a phenomenal guy who's super duper competitive. And longevity is, he's like the George Foreman, or even more so, because he's is 60. Yeah, he's still he in the podium. First. He could fucking pull out. He's hit as high as 840, and there's been worlds that have won less. So you Dave Ricks is up there.
2: You know what's funny? Is, uh, Dave Ricks, uh, I remember going to my first uh, men's national championship. Uh, it was in Texas, and this was when I was competing geared, uh single ply. And I remember seeing him there. He was still 93 kilo. You know, he was just fucking yoked out of his mind. I'm just like, holy shit, who the hell is that? And at the time, my coach, I was going to He kind of it off. Like, he already dude. Anyways, you know, single fly, his records are up there. And I, I don't remember what he ended up squatting, but I think it, was, it had to be near the eights, high sevens, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember first seeing him. I was uh, 15 years old and in the back of a bin's
0: mouth Yeah, David Ricks is Superman for a reason. It's fucking yeah. nuts. I love having a guy I, doing a commentary for the Worlds. I had him twice. They're like, who do you want? And if David Ricks were I'm like, shit, I'm going to grab David Ricks because he's that guy. Um, yeah. So the other guy on the Mount Rushmore, so that we do, right? Is obviously yourself, Jesse And for anyone who wants to know Some of his numbers um, you, you afforded me before So this is the big one That's fucking insane, okay A 924 kilo total Over 2,000 at, yeah. pounds At record breakers And that's yeah. really The big one that's like Holy
1: shit That's the one that everyone kind of seems to gravitate towards you, you, it you, obviously you, so because it's
0: way over the world record it yeah. is way over the world record so here's so so this is what makes it that more interesting a thing though so it was at Reebok record breakers so then you have the situation where it's like not the same as but you were an, yeah. you were a USAPL lifter at the time though right
2: yeah so at the time I just competed at uh, nationals what year was uh, I think it was 2015 um yeah I was competing against Ryan right Martin that year, and I was trying to figure out whether that was going to cause issues to go to Worlds, uh, to compete at that Reebok Record Breakers because it was also an international meet, uh, so to speak. Um, so yeah, there was lots of controversy around that, and then there was more controversy on top of that with my growth uh, plates. Yeah, and that was
0: you you're for some reason you're coming off a little bit muffled on your microphone. Is that your uh, I don't know what it.
2: Oh, is it there you go? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'll just hold like this then.
0: (laughs) What's the story, dude? yeah, and I don't remember the timeline. Was that the year cause you won twice and you beat Lane Norton like that was when you first came to USA Raw Nationals, crazy high. It wasn't
1: just beat Lane Norton, it was No, and Lane Norton
0: is fucking he he won uh, a silver medal at Worlds broke a world record squat.
2: Yeah. I think that was the year before he was, you know, their golden boy, so to speak.
0: Yeah, and,
2: yeah. Yeah, you know, I love Lane. He's he's a cool guy, but yeah, that year i had to come back and kind of show um Warren Snuff and, and set up, so
0: it um yeah, that year you you came in so his world record squat was late six hundreds and you're squatting into the sevens.
2: Yeah, I think I opened up uh what I open up with, like just under seven, I think yeah. I opened up at that meet.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah. when everybody. So there's some people at the time. You had like 10,000 followers on Instagram or some kind, something like that. Some people didn't know. Some people knew. Some people right. knew going in. this they're like, man, like Lane was, like you said, the golden boy. He had yeah. like a huge YouTube following, huge Instagram, and he's a good ambassador of sport. Yeah, poker. he was with he was just, the at the. At the time, I think
1: he still yeah. is, but yeah. he's He was just on
0: ambassador Just on the Joe Rogan show yeah. Like he's a mainstream cat So a lot of people yeah. like Fucking Lane's our boy Breaking world records And then the people in the know Were like, oh shit But Jesse
1: okay. Noah signed up Yeah, I remember that was the first year That I watched Ron Nats And it was uh, pretty much because of the 93 That I wanted to watch it Yeah,
0: and Lane yeah. said Even afterwards, he's like I knew Like I wasn't going to beat this kid And you were junior Yeah, I was junior
1: for that
2: Okay.
3: I've right
0: on the bus. yeah you were still you're right on the cusp yeah you were still a junior at the time and Yeah, that was, was the
2: last year I could have gone to junior worlds I remember yeah
0: and um and so so you beat lane and then you came back was it did you come back the very next year yeah
2: yeah I came back again the following year is that right
0: because <clears> I, <throat> I think I think in 2015. Lane in June Took a silver at Worlds, Broke a world record Took a gold in squats But then lost his American title to you In the fall Of 2015 And then 2016 You won You won against Again In nationals
1: And right. then Dave the Showdown
0: with Dave Ricks yeah, yep. Yep. Dave Ricks That was an awesome showdown again And then Reebok record re- Record breakers And then right. and, and that's
2: I was, Reebok was Following 2015 It was like
0: Oh, was it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, a couple weeks after that one, I think. So it's been a few years.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been a bit, <laughs> but it was still yeah. But so then, um, taking looking at the Reebok Record Breakers. So what's the difference between record breakers and um, a USAPL meet? Because the the caveat with it is okay. So most people would be like, you can't take an untested total and compare it to a tested, but you right. still. But you're still a USAPL lifter who was subject to testing. So you actually could have been tested, right?
2: Right. So I like, could be tested anytime. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I, th- in that respect, it's a little different. We're uh, like, yeah, it was an untested meat, but not for you. It was still a test. Right. They could have showed up and tested you.
2: They, they really could have. I think, uh, not, did they? I think, um, fuck, I'd have to remember. Uh, Jess, Jesse Burdick, who puts that meat on. I remember I was lifting. I think I got drug tested there. Did you? Did you?
0: I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. The, of me
2: lifting, the drug test makes me take a drug test. And Jesse's like, get the fuck out of here. Really?
0: So yeah. they showed in, him. They showed like like the drug he, in
2: the middle of me lifting between my lifts, he's like, yeah, we got a drug test, Jesse. And Jesse's like, no, you need to leave like right now. He yeah. didn't care whether he was there or not, but like he wasn't having it. Yeah. In like, so, yeah. the middle of me lifting.
0: Um, you know what? So in Canada, when we sign up for the, uh, uh, our version like, of the USAPL, they make us do this drug test like quiz thing. And it says in it that when they come to test you, um, they, they have to like wait even for medal ceremonies and shit like that. They just chaperone you. But it's very rare. It wouldn't be a failed test for them to say like, Right now, like that's really weird in between in between yeah, lists. Yeah.
1: That's, that's fucked. Yeah, Cause yeah, you can't. That's <laughs> <really> targeted there. I didn't
2: grab this <laughs> and I was like, and he was like, yeah, these fuckers want to just come in and like rip you off the platform. I was like, what? what
0: this sounds crazy. Yeah, no, not in the middle of the meat for God's <laughs> and sake. And especially not yeah. in the
1: middle of the meat of your life at that point. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So,
0: dude, just a little bit. Can you wait five fucking yeah. minutes? What are you What do you got Uber waiting? Fucking chill, bro. <laughs> but... next
2: flight or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so with that, it does add like another. Element to the to the debate, which makes it even more interesting, right? Because uh, yeah, it was, it was it turned into a drug tested meet for you.
2: Yeah, but I ended up selling the one from nationals anyway. So, it,
0: so fun. was it that year though? It was the next year though, right? <laughs> it was that one, yeah. and it it was um, but it wasn't for like a, a steroid or anything. It was a stimulant. Oh, a yeah, a stimulant.
2: So I don't know if you guys remember that driven sports craze.
1: I th- yeah, I think so, yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of controversy around it. Um, but I remember taking this stuff, you know, for all my workouts, I even competed on it in state meat. Probably. They do a full panel at nationals, so I didn't really notice or think about the difference uh, versus like a state meat drug test where they just are testing for pets. Um, so yeah, I thought I was in the clear and
0: Continue taking
2: the stuff, not thinking
0: twice about it and You know what we might do, Jesse? I'm thinking maybe we're gonna lose the headphones and, uh, cause that microphone's cutting in and out on you. It is was a just, piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just do without the headphones. I'll, we'll take off all speaker. There we go. i uh, okay. I think that'll be better, but yeah.
2: Well, what did you guys catch? Did
0: you catch my full story or uh, just part of it? No, we got we got we got most of it. We got most of it. So, Sound like shit. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. So essentially essentially what happened is, um so yeah, in the was it the USAPL Raw Nats that it was that you failed for the Yeah. Yeah, it was that
2: twenty fifteen. Um, that was the year I took the craze. Um. Yeah, it was my first year back, and then yeah, it's for that stimulant. So, and then there was a ton of people like, "You're on steroids." I'm like, "No, no. I'm a- actually I'm not."
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, I'm on pre-workout like everybody else in the Fed.
0: Yeah, and that's the right. problem. It's with- funny because
1: so many people have been failing for stupid stuff like that, and you know, after that all happened, I tried to like tell people you really need to be sure what you're putting into your body after that, and. That's also kind of a reason, you
0: know, that cage sponsorship worked out because they are banned uh, substance free and tested and all that good stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny, like, I don't know if you watch UFC much, but there's a guy, Leota Machida, the dragon, and there was um, a pre-workout, and forever, you're allowed to take this one ingredient in this pre-workout. So he was allowed. He'd been taking his whole career. They changed it um like that earlier that same year they're like okay we're no longer having this ingredient allowed but not like people for a long time like oh i'm allowed and i've always been allowed and you're not yeah. quick on the changes so they showed up and they drug tested him and they asked can you please write down all the stuff that you're taking for supplements and he wrote it he wrote, he wrote it he he passed the <sighs> drug test but fucking told them what he was taking because he's allowed and they so he passed it, but they're like, "No, you're taking that. You yeah, wrote it down." They suspended him, and he he got like like man like two years suspension, lost all this money. He's like, "Fuck me! I yeah. should have just said nothing." And That's whatever crazy. the test shows. Yeah,
2: I would have uh, I would have been banned for two years, um, but one of the judges uh, I don't even know if I should say his name or not, but um, Rob Schmidt. Uh, he was also a lawyer on the side, and he wanted to help me out. So, you know, this is kind of shitty. So he got it reduced down to six months for me.
0: So that's kind of why I was able to continue to compete that following year. Yeah. Um, so, fun it's, story there. It's tough because not everybody has, like, access to try to fight these. It's hard to you fight it, is it not? A lot of money if you don't have, you know, someone you know and is willing to help you. So, yeah, there's no point otherwise. It's just like, okay. You take your eight, list. Eight, years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, at the very least, do they say what you failed for? I believe they stated it in this, uh, I should have probably kept the paper. There's this long legal formal letter, like, and I think that quoted it. Um, it was, I made a post of it. Some dimethyl, you know, I don't know what yeah. the fuck, stimulant. Like, at least, at least they do that for you. So you could say yeah. to people, because some people they don't give a shit. Some people all they hear is failed, and they're like, "Yeah, steroids. you're automatically
1: dirty." That's yeah, you're automatically
0: steroids. That's what they want. That's, yeah. that's they're like too lazy. You know what I mean? Where you have to. I remember that post you made, and you're like, "Here's what it is," trying to tell people. And even yeah. then, even then, people are like, "No, no, yeah, yeah, steroids." No. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's. it's and said, it, that's that's fucking two, it. You put up a two K total. It's, and it's still uh, disclosed
2: online, isn't it? Like, exactly. if you went to the USAPL database...
1: I feel like it is. It is. It tells you within the USAPL Lifter database what you were actually banned for, what
0: the substance was. So, so who right. yeah. who, who do you feel like um, is 93 Kilo go For me,
2: I think it would be Dave Ricks. Uh, as far as longevity, longevity goes, um, you know, he's always been at the top, various... You know, single ply raw. I don't know if he's competed at lighter weight classes or not, but just even for how old is he now? Fifty something? Fifty-eight or nine, which is fucking nuts. Yeah. which is insane.
0: I can't wrap my yeah, head around that. He
2: did, you know, at nationals until what? He told eighteen, or just under eighteen, that year I competed against him. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, to me that was just a fucking crazy performance and I just hope to be able to be that
0: strong when I'm that age so he, to me he's the GOAT you know he, I kind of look up
2: to him in that
0: regard what would you say you would have to do to um, to bypass him to take GOAT status what do you think what are your goals and what do you think well, you have to do personally I, I do want to compete at Worlds I've been trying to you know the last few years I would have loved to go on especially when it was in Texas that was the year where I was like, you know what, the cost of this is going to be fairly cheap in comparison to traveling internationally. That's the year I wanted to go do it, compete in the Open, even though I could have still done Junior, I was still going to compete Open, um, but it did not work out for me that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, still would love to go compete at Worlds. Um, right now, I'm dealing with some injuries, and a lot of people I don't think know about the injuries or I think I posted
2: something but I got a couple things going on that aren't easy to work with so I got a torn labrum in my right shoulder and two discs are completely degenerated between a couple of my lumbar Jesus. and obviously your discs are what stabilize your lumbar and things of that nature so and how I found that out well I did the strong. I compete in Strongman every once in a while, it's just fun and different, so I like to do it, Uh, but in 2016, before that, uh, last nationals I competed in, in June I competed in Strongman, and during the overhead axle medley, which is just an overhead uh, press thing, I don't know if, who knows what that is, but pretty simple, overhead press. I ended up tearing my labrum. I just heard a lot loud pop, and I was like, "Man, what the fuck was that?" <laughs> and uh, it didn't hurt me at all. It didn't. It didn't hurt. I didn't think twice about it. And then that following week, I go in the bench, and previously I was benching like three hundred and fifteen consistently, ten to twelve reps, and then able to move up to three or three hundred and sixty-five and things like that. And I get under the bar with like two seventy five as I'm still trying to warm up and I like I'm struggling to hit four or five. I'm like, What what is going on here? Um, like I said, there wasn't any pain or anything, so I'm sitting there struggling with two seventy five to get five or six reps. Um, just thinking to myself, Well, maybe I'm just having a bad day. But this continued for weeks and I was like, Well, something's clearly wrong. Um and I talked to some friends, and they're like, well, it could be your labrum. It sounds like a labrum tear. It's pretty common, especially on, you know, people that do overhead press movements or things like that. Um, so that's kind of where I got rid of that. I was like, well, I'm not going to go get surgery on it, even if it is a labrum. Uh, it would be kind of nice to know more. But anyways, another year passed, and uh, I was deadlifting 675 for, like, a triple, trying to warm up, get to some heavier weights before competing, I believe, at a state meet. And uh, I felt this kind of a, a shift in my low back. I, I could feel something move. And I was like, that's not right. So that was on you know, my second rep of doing this triple. I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't really hurt. Go for a third. I got the third, but I immediately felt a ton of pain. And uh, I went home tried to ice it and stretch it just got worse could barely get in bed and then when i got in bed i was in so much pain that uh, at the time the girl i was dating i was like you gotta help me out of bed and like get me to the er i don't know what the fuck's going on like i thought it was a herniated disc or something pressing on my spinal cord like i was kind of freaking out because my mom had the same thing happen to her where she couldn't like walk or anything luckily she's fine now but At the time, I was just worried about that, so I go in. They don't do shit for me. They just give me muscle relaxers and some painkillers, and that took the edge off. But I go in to get x-rays that next few days, and they're like, yeah, you're... uh, I want to say it's L2, L3.
0: I don't know my human anatomy that great. Uh, But the discs were completely degenerated, so basically all that means is stabilization and stuff is... Uh, hard to do, it gets inflamed really easily, so that's, those two things have taken a hit in my training, big time. Still try to work through them. Uh, Like I said, I'd love to compete again. I'm looking forward to competing. I always plan on like, doing a state meet and then I try to work up to some heavy weights, maybe get up to 675 or something, and then my back starts to flare up and I gotta back off and do this whole thing so it's been uh, a crazy ride for the last you know year or two is it like, so is that fixable or is that not is there anything they can do
2: you can get your spine fused oh, that's where you fuse your spine but
0: um you, your range of motion after that like your that's that's yeah you your range of motion at that time it gets fucked with and then it, you're probably going to start to you know, degenerate the disc above that and so on. I think it's just a continued process. The doctor was like, you know what? Just keep doing what you're doing. It's best to build your core strength. It's best to build your erectors around this because that's going to help keep your spine kind of in place and stabilized. That's kind of what he told me. He's like, we could go in and do a surgery and fuse them, but uh, at your age, it's just probably not something you want to do, so... And, and you're, how old are you? I'm 25. 25, so you're young as shit to be talking yeah, about this. Yeah,
2: so it, it sucks, man. I'm like, I'm look, really looking forward, because when I did that 2033 total, at the time I was like, I got, I easily got 20 more pounds. Like, I know I can <laughs> hit 2050. Yeah. Like that's what I felt at that time, like 766 squat, and I was like, eh, I got five or 10 more pounds at least. 441 bench, like flew at the time. I was like, holy! Even when that thing came off my chest, I was surprised. I, holy shit, that flew! And the same thing with the 826 pole. Even though it was on a deadlift bar, which you know, USAPL, you gotta you do off a stiff bar, which that does make a big difference for sure. But if I was to compete in USPA or something like again, I was like, I could hit 2050, like easy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: yeah. It's been a it's been interesting. A ride, eh? kind of, that's kind of what's been holding me back from competing. It's like I really want to. I'd love to go to Worlds, but it's like if I can't stay healthy, I'm not going to go compete injured and yeah. be able to perform. It's, it here, takes the fun out of it. And here's like, and here's the flip side too. Because you hit a 924 kilo, um, you know, over 2,000 pound total, the expectations are absolutely massive. You show up anything less, like the, like there are people who who are like already crowned you, so you can only drop down. So the pressure right. in terms of like that's got to be a whole another ball game, and that's another thing that's unique to you. Most people when they have to go, when they go to worlds, they have only the world to gain. They're like, holy fuck, here's my moment. Whereas yourself, you might be the only guy I could think of in the whole fucking sport where if you showed up people already have the gold around your neck and they're waiting to take it off. There's right. Well, that's going to happen
1: at in.
0: And then if you have to deal with all these injuries thinking, fuck, man. And again, the only person you can think of that would be in
1: the same sort of situation, It'd be like a Ray Williams or a Dennis Cornelius. It'd be a Ray
0: Williams or Dennis Cornelius
1: situation. Or Sergei like somebody who's... They think it's already around their neck. They're already the titans yeah. of their weight class. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then everyone's just waiting to possibly take yeah. it off. Which is yeah, nice and that's what happened at uh, at last nationals. I was like, you know, I'm going to go compete anyway just because I want to go compete. But then sitting there coming down to my last poll, I was like, well, I enjoy this sense of competition. Like, this is awesome. I love, I love when it comes down to
1: this last poll, Like, that's something I enjoy, that little bit that tries to push you. Like, that's my bread and butter. But then again, I'm thinking, my back's fucked up. My bit, my shoulders fucked up. Like, I'm nowhere near my best. It yeah. just isn't worth right. it. And for those that didn't get to watch that, what did you actually hit in that nationals? Uh, <laughs> so I squatted uh, seven thirty-three. I attempted or seven forty-nine on my third. They called it for depth. I think I only benched three sixty-something, like three sixty-three. I missed uh, three eighty. Um, and then my last debt. So, I think I pulled 777 on my second. They called it out for soft knees or something, and then I had to go repull it, which I didn't think I had it in me. Like, I was I was remember walking that. Of, it was like, one of the in the back, like ah, oh, I'm fucking done. Like feel like shit. And then I'm, I just sitting back there
0: thinking to myself, I gotta do this. I gotta go out there and hit it. Or like I've lost. I've lost everything, not only the competition, but, you know, it just sucked people to be would, competition. People would fucking blow up. Well, the only reason why, like, everybody loves David Ricks, and he's like George Foreman for our sport, where, like, the <laughs> old guy was hanging in there, right? So, um, and it seemed like the judges were, like, that one squat, I'm pretty sure we reposted it, and we're like, what do you guys think? Because yeah. they were pretty tough. They were tough on you. I remember thinking that. It was, it was tough. tough. It was, like, I love David Ricks. I fucking love, like, visually entertaining-wise, like, if you would to smoke David Ricks like you did Dave, um, Lane Norton, like, all right, it wouldn't have been as, like, it's expected anyways. Like, you're going to beat David yeah. Ricks. So when it's yeah, a when battle, the Competition is fun, that's for certain. Because when I got up for that last poll, man, everyone out in the crowd was standing, and it was just, <laughs> it was just a fucking cool experience. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and if it, like visually speaking and entertaining wise, that like I feel, I don't think I'll ever forget that. No, that's, and the what, fact, that's one of the favorite live like moments of live cast that I've ever watched. One hundred percent. And the fact that it was David Ricks is huge because he's a legend yeah. in the sport, and um, it it could be, and it's shitty that like you know injuries are are what they are right now because that could have been a great passing of the torch moment from goat to goat because a lot of people would say it's either. David Ricks or Verbecky, like it's up there, or yourself, and then that right. would be that that fucking sports moment. Um, but I mean, you're at 25, this is far from over. It's right, just, yeah, it's from over. most people are in their prime. I'm the
2: 495 king, you yeah. know. Yeah, what's yeah. that sorry?
0: Uh, Huh? What's that? Sorry, I didn't get the last part. I said I'm the 495 king. That's right. Okay, was like, kidding. no one's done more reps
2: at 495 than Dude, Jesse Norris. Uh,
0: people, I thought that was funny. There's t-shirts going around. Someone said they're going to make a t-shirt. Uh, really? Water's, water's wet, fire's hot, and nobody's hit 495 <laughs> as many times as Jesse oh, Norris. That'd or, be awesome, man. 495 or 585? Yeah. Like, you just absolutely murdered
2: those reps. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm most comfortable training I'm able to get work in, I'm able to touch some decent weight, and that's the basis of my training. Is like I want to feel like I've worked out. Like I want it to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't do a lot of sets of five or three or anything like that. I want to actually feel some work,
0: um, but yeah, 585 uh, can really mess with my back here and there. Anything more than that, I have to be pretty careful with, I've yeah. noticed. Um, so that's why I do so much with those weights is just, I'm, I'm able to get a little bit of work, but I'm also able to feel comfortable doing that. So, yeah, it's like, um, I know when I do uh, volume touch and go, because you never reset, if you don't reset on vitamins, touch and go the tension, like those muscles along, yeah. along the, the spine. Every, stay. Yeah. Everything's tense the whole time. Tense yeah. the whole time. And if that's what like the doctor's like, you got to strengthen those, man that's it yeah. you do time and attention and the, yeah. the weight the tension's never off like when you let it down sometimes I gotta back off I'm like holy shit like a like a re a reset the bottom helps alleviate a little bit but if you hit yeah. it in the pocket and belt off 12 like you do you
2: know what's funny is I sometimes feel like uh, you know letting it kind of go in the bottom is actually harder for me like I'm able to feel like for reps 1 through 5 I feel way more powerful if I do that
0: but after that it's like yeah, this actually feels harder. It's harder to reset and, and well, kind of be explosive, so. Yeah, like, the for sure. And when you're doing, like, 12 reps, that lack, it becomes, like, a, a game of how much heart you got. The lactic acid yeah. starts building up. You're like, holy shit. The legs yeah. start shaking yeah. a little bit. It's a whole other deal, like, whenever you do volume like that. Yeah. Um, so do you feel like – so in terms of your training – do you feel like there's there's a possibility you could, like, what, what's the game plan to try to get back? Because it seems like a daunting task.
2: Yeah. I mean, right now, I've been working a lot with chains in my bench. It, you know, obviously, it takes weight off as you come down at your chest and adds weight as you go up. Um, that's been working out really well for me. Um, I'm hitting 9 and 10 reps at 315 again. Like, I've been working with 355. Hitting six or seven reps, so I, I, I feel like I should be in that 400 range, on, right on that cusp. So I've gained a little bit there uh, since I've competed, and that's going really well. Um, but right now, I'm still figuring out squatting and deadlifting, like how many times a week can I do it? I've had to cut out a day of squats or deads, generally one or the other, because I used to do two squat days and two deadlift days all in the same week. So, I've reduced that by a day. Um, as far as weight goes, I'm, I'm
3: still filling out the weight, trying to. It's all kind of that RPE, you know, yeah. filling out, you know, understanding your body and knowing when you're pushing too far or maybe not far enough. And I used to just go balls to the wall, which, you know, when you're training yourself, I think it's common. I think you said that in your last podcast. Yeah. Uh,
2: but now it's like, okay, now I got to be careful with my back and not push things too far or find different ways to train around it. And it's been, it's been interesting. i um, still figuring it out. Bench is coming back though. So I'm excited about that. Uh, but yeah, the deadlift part and even
3: squats sometimes I, I got to still work with. So do you, do you um, still do your own programming? Um, Cause few
2: I do. I, did, I do. have yeah. Yeah, I've done that ever since I was out of high school, so um, my coach, I, I had a football coach in high school who also did powerlifting, and he actually took a lot of kids under his wing and helped them program and helped them go to meets and travel to nationals and went to Worlds with us and all that stuff, but after high school, we kind of went separate ways, and after that, I just kind of took things I enjoyed doing, integrated it into a program, and... Left out things I felt I didn't like Or that didn't work And just went from there And uh, I think the real key to my program Is just working your
0: ass
1: off <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say volume, volume, volume yeah, volume, volume
0: yeah. It would, Always Your situation would be tough To even go to a coach Because like, it'd be so It'd be tough to tell him like, Look, man, It's not going to be like you think Like, I'm dealing with all types of issues and shit like, With your <laughs> back, any given day You have to do an audible and change it and it'd be right. tough unless the coach is like right there yeah. with you.
1: Now, do you, right. work with, do you work with physical therapists or anything like that at all as you're trying to work through this? I these? was working with a guy that did
2: uh, fascial stretch therapy. Uh, it's like integrating movement with static stretching or active release uh, stretching. And that seemed to help a bit. Um, I've
3: gained definitely some strength back after doing that. Um Which, speaking of, I need to contact him, but but I was mainly doing that and then just trying to work on different techniques. Like, I tried sumo pulls uh, for a little bit, which felt like they helped at first. Now it's like, okay, actually, it's fucking with my SI joint more than anything, so I'm getting that inflammation again.
0: Uh, yeah, just different techniques, which I'm all doing on my own, but I have contacted that guy, you know, with the stretch therapy. He's been helping me out in the past year. Uh, it's just been a, a little bit since I saw him because I was feeling really good there for a little while. Mm-hmm. Now I'm feeling mm-hmm. a little crippled again, so. hmm And, um, do you still, so I remember back in the day when I first heard of you, um, a big influence, I think, was your uncle. Was it Jay? Yeah, I remember you would... guys. You were. I remember interviews with you mentioning them and whatnot. So when you first, let's take back a little bit when you first started powerlifting. How did you get into powerlifting? Okay, so let's
2: take it back a little before powerlifting. So um, my uncle owned a gym for a number of years called Genesis Fitness. So he let us work out there, you know, mess around the weights. He was a big strongman competitor. Um, I believe he got his pro card. He was.
3: A really strong dude, and uh, kind of a guy I looked up to as far as, as far as that. He's a good guy too. So, um, so that kind of got me into the gym, into the fitness realm. Uh, and then eighth grade
2: at my school, they got a brand new weight room in middle school at the time, and I was like, man, this is awesome. So, I used that for football. You know, at the time, I didn't start in football. I wanted to get better at football, so I room train uh, to get there. And then that following year, when I was a freshman in high school, uh, I was on the football team. And like I said, I had this uh, coach that was on the football team who also coached powerlifting. And after that eighth grade stuff, I was the strongest guy in my school. Uh, so he took notice of that. I was like, hey, you're a strong dude. I'd like you to come
0: try out powerlifting and so I did and I did really well and kind of enjoyed it and stuck with it for there and he was kind of by my side to take me to all these meets and do all these things and guide me through it so and at that point what kind of programming were you doing? man I think it was like so for a little while I believe it was three days a week and it was some half assed program for the first year I did it. It's like three days a
2: week. Kinda of how I did it now is kind of linear progression. Mm. Um, you know, you do four weeks of high volume and then four weeks of like six or fives, so and then you peak before yeah. you meet. Fairly standard. Fairly standard, right. Um so I did that for a little bit and then he got me onto a program called the Chico
0: program. Yeah, Shiko. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah. So tried that for it was pretty much opposite of what I was used to. New movements, you're always training heavy, always doing something crazy and actually, I believe I strained my uh, pec on that, so that kind of took me back a little bit um, at the time. So I did that for a little while and then we kind of combined the two. Like, I just kind of ended up doing what I wanted to do. He he said, well, if it works, it works. And it, it worked well for me, and he kind of guided me along. He was mainly there to watch my technique. And when I was ready to peak before a meet, that's mainly what he did was help me at that time so he could see my numbers and how it looked. You know, what should we do for the meet? Uh, so even at 16, 17, I was kind of training myself. No shit. Sure. Uh, but then and, after high school, like I said, I was kind of on my own and went from there. And you were winning us, you were doing IPF world championships as a sub junior and junior, right? Or yeah. So my first year, well, just as a sub junior. I don't think I ever went as a junior. Uh, and obviously at this age, fourteen through seventeen or eighteen, I was a single ply lifter, which was pretty big back in the day. I think.
2: Ross turned it around for yeah, sure for sure yeah uh, but so back in the day single ply lifting was pretty big and so that's what I was doing and uh, my first year I didn't quite make it to Worlds I did win the high school championship and won the age class and set some records for my age and then the following year at 15 slash 16 I won I competed
0: against Ian Bell you know have you yeah, heard of He's a pretty big single ply lifter deadlifts? still. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, we have the same birthday, which is funny.
0: No shit. Yeah, and we competed against each other for... All... Which I think was his senior year. <laughs> I stayed in the 82.5 kilo class at the time, which is 181. Um... And that's where I competed all my high school career. And so that first year I went to Brazil, took second, which was disappointing because I had a good shot at taking first. Uh, Some dude from Sweden ended up taking first and breaking the record I had set at nationals. I set a squat record for the world at 15 or 16. Uh, I think it was like, what was it, 6... Right around
2: 660 in single play um, and then this, the next year went to Czech Republic, took first, uh, set some world records, I believe, in the squat, which was around seven. I don't think I'd set my bench has always kind of sucked, so, and then my deadlift. I don't remember what I was deadlifting back there, but the last year I competed at worlds was in Canada, uh, Moose Jaw, Canada. Um, I squatted like seven, 27. Uh, I don't remember what I benched. It was just around four. And then I deadlifted seven, 33 or something. And how old were you at the time? I was 17 Jeez. or 18 at the time. I just
0: turned 18, I think. And by the time <laughs> you were 19, you were in the raw like, or classic division and already hitting some monster numbers. Yeah, I was
2: hitting 10 times. That was kind of my goal, was 10 times my body weight at 181.
0: I ended up totaling like 18, 20-something at the time. Which, so. to put in perspective for anyone listening, um, so Brett Gibbs just hit 10 times body weight at the last Worlds in at 83 kilo and everybody was like going fucking bonkers. Like hold, this is the heaviest we'd seen in the IPF yeah. 10 times body weight. And uh, so what year was that? That was 19, so 2011. 2011. 2011. So that's a yeah. huge, so this was,
1: this must've been, And sorry, was that, were you still single ply at that time? Yeah, was that was that? still single ply. Okay.
2: So it's oh, okay, easier okay. to do in single ply than raw, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought that was I thought that was raw, but even raw though. What was the heaviest raw? Did you hit ten times body weight?
2: No. So the next, I took like a year off, and then the following year I went and competed raw at 19 or 20 or something. Was, it might have been that same next year. As a state meet, I hit
0: 1850 at 198 as my first meet raw and at the 198 division. 1850. What's that? That's like there? an 825 total around
1: there, I think, which is huge for 20. Yeah. is
0: wow, Because, yeah.
1: again, to put into perspective, I think that that would have won this year's world. That would have won this year's worlds, and yeah. it's 20 kilo off the world record, I think. Is cool. it? I think whereas Becky has the record at like 847 or something like that. Yeah.
2: I think yeah. That would be right. I, I don't follow him, so I yeah. honestly don't know. Yeah. I know he posts like he's gonna total 900 kilos or something, but.
0: Hasn't happened yet. Yeah. No. Has he no, it's it's like, like he gonna be the first time ever, and I was
1: like, no, I already did Certainly. that. You know, I think he did it
0: at 105. Finally. 105. Yeah. So that'd be different. So that's a whole nother. Because the 105, or yeah, the 105 is a whole nother weight class though. Because you got um, Rondell Hunt as well, who yeah. I told everybody in the 105s, and he's a junior, and that's a whole nother fucking enchilada. So yeah. looking at these cats now, 93 kilo. Um, who do you? Who are your picks? Looking at this field, because we got. Like, like, U.S. is stacked. It feels like this year's yeah. Nationals, 83 kilo, holy shit. Um, yeah. That's that's probably one of the best. I, I swear to God, one through seven is okay. like... I was going to say one through 20, but yeah. It <laughs> seems like it's getting more and more competitive. You know, it's like... Which was kind of my goal initially is like, I wanted to do something that had never been done. And I felt like that would kind of
2: spring more challenge into it. Like, oh, if he can do it, then maybe I can too. Mm -hmm. And that was part of my goal when I fucking was lifting so crazy. And now I don't feel like I am anymore. But yeah, every year it seems like it's more and more competitive. Um, More and more guys show up. The totals are going up. You know, it's just getting crazy.
0: Dude, what body weight do you walk around at?
2: Typically around
0: 205. 205, okay. So could you make... You, you probably couldn't make an 83 kilo then.
2: No, not – I fucking hate cutting weight. Yeah. It, my absolute worst thing to do, that's why I like to stick around the weight class. If I don't have to cut weight and I can just go in, eat
0: normal, not worry about it, that's what I prefer. So. Mm-hmm. Look, look, Looking at these guys, so 93 kilo now, um, we got David Wilson who's coming up. I don't know if you're familiar We we I don't know if you like Watch all these guys We post a lot <laughs> LS McLean, Who Weirdly enough He's got um, He's never won a national title But he's won the IPF Worlds twice he's
2: Nice <laughs> Yeah I watched LS I know him He's a good
0: dude Yeah LS And then we got Ashton Who Ashton yep. Who won He won last year um, Did US Open Came in injured though Ended up bombing out Because he had a, I think he had a back injury But I think it's gone So yep. there's L.S. Ashton, David Wilson, Charlie Dixon is moved up. Yeah, who's smashing stuff right now as well. And he's he's young, young as shit. Just, he was 83 kilo at Worlds, and I mean like sh- like a huge, shredded 83. Turned 93 kilo, it was like 93 kilo a week later. Yeah. <laughs> he filled up quick. I met Ashton in 2016 at that Nationals. Strong kid fucking strong young and i think he's probably got a r- r- really good shot and being a real contender to myself if i can be healthy uh we could really go at it um if we can both stay healthy i've watched yeah, some of yeah. his training and he's an animal and he walks around really light yeah like 193 or something so i'm like holy dude, shit he's got weight to put on, and he's
2: already totaling some crazy numbers. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do.
0: Yeah, I would think. I think. So is he probably you're leaning towards him in terms of this? this yeah. Case? Yeah. I think if
2: he can stay healthy, I, I know he's in the military and does some stupid running or something. Yeah. No, they do. <laughs> uh, they do.
1: Yeah, I think if he stays healthy and stays at it, I think yeah. he's got the best shot. Yeah. If I'm mistaken, he does marathons as well.
0: And, and they do, like, in the military, like you said, they do, like, full gear with packs on, running and shit. It wears you right yeah, the hell down. five miles a day or something yeah. stupid. Like, it would be something crazy. No. Um, I think looking at it, it's weird, man. Like, LS never wins the Nationals. The one thing, so last year's Nationals, it came out to the very last deadlift. It was really exciting. And um, yeah. Ashton went, and, or no, LS went first. And they were kind of trying to eyeball... Like how much LS's team was like how much you have to deadlift to push Ashton so he has to pull something he can't pull. LS' last deadlift it was it was like relatively quick like not like crazy quick but he had more in him and now like, he maybe slightly under easier said after the fact because you overshoot you miss the other guy's already won but um, I was like all right Ashton went up not a fucking kilo more not a half kilo more he gave everything he got. But he got it, and he won, yeah. and immediately L.S. is like, son of a bitch. I should have went, like, just two and a half kilo more. But yeah, like, yeah. That's the way it goes yeah. sometimes. But Yeah, L.S., yeah, he's a funny dude. He, I think he does that to himself. Uh, I don't know if he's done it before, but I think he's taken, like, third when he could have taken second or
1: something happened when we were competing. I think it was, like, a similar circumstance, but I might be wrong. Yeah, he's... From watching him and like when Ron Ats rolls around, it definitely seems like he's the type of guy. He's always pulling or you know running his numbers to make sure that he's yeah crazy you know, but not guaranteeing himself the win. Like he's not going to be a guy that kind of blows it on himself.
0: He he's he, that could be taken out. That's a,
1: easy. Right? Sorry, oh. <laughs> that's neither. No, I, Allen, I think he puts his numbers fairly conservative. Yeah, which you obviously want to go out there and
0: hit lifts. So. Smart, I was playing the book smart, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Like w- when you stay in the pocket, nine times out of ten, it could work for you because you're not missing lifts, which is the right. biggest danger. Yeah. Um, like like, 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 he's won the worlds twice. This year, he came up and he was he was pretty bad shape. I think he got pretty sick, and then um, so he had to, he, like, he dropped it down. He's the type of dude that if he has to adjust, he'll adjust, ends up winning regardless. But yeah. fucking, did you see this year's worlds? Ninety three kilo. I didn't watch. Oh, no. dude! It came down this one. The Brazilian, David Cornbury. Cornbra? I, would know. He, I David don't know. David Cornbury. Ninety-three kilo. David Coimbra. He did like a fucking forty-five kilo jump. Hell All Mary right. on this last deadlift. And as a commentator, I'm like, yeah, well, this is you know, you give a couple tugs in the bar, wave, thank you, and then you Damn. walk off. This fucking guy got it like all the way locked up. They said there was a little down up on the way up. But I, on the mic, because I do the, the commentating for rules, was like, oh my god, like everybody's going nuts. We thought this was like the craziest comeback of all time. And LS is like, well, fuck my life, here we go. Nope. I just, just lost here, it. Here, here, it goes <laughs> here it goes again, and then, yeah, here we go again. And they got him on down up, and it was heartless, man. Or like, it was tough. I seen the guy in the bathroom afterwards, David Coimber, and he was like, emotional. He, like, the, yeah. I, the, the Brazilians are emotional people anyways. But he was yeah. like, it was tough to watch, man. Well, after but, that, you just fucking take a 45 kilo jump, you get it, you're like, I won! And yeah, then I holy call again. like. Shit. Yeah, shit! Like, everybody, everybody, yeah. like, Cause it might even be more than forty five kilo. It was stupid. It I was like that. It made
1: no sense whatsoever. It, made, it
0: was literally like, all right, whatever. Yeah, that's asking? insane. Yeah, and then yeah, no one expects you to get it. No, nobody did. Yeah. As a yeah. commentator, you're you're trying to be respectful and be like, oh, let's let see what happens. Well, you're right. Everybody's thinking <laughs>
2: you the exact see it same come thing. Come off the ground a little yeah. bit. You're like,
0: yeah, yeah. Sacking, like. yeah. Like how many times? So you with every session of every day, I got to commentate. You see that kind of shit. And um, it either is glued to the ground or comes up a little And then you always say Well, he risks nothing, might as well try And that's, I was ready to say it anyway So when it happened, yeah. everybody was basically Putting the gold around his neck And then they yeah. do the fucking—they actually did an appeal Watched it, and the whole night They're like, no, oh uh, that Whoa, That yeah. was all over the internet And everybody was all upset But um, at last took the victory uh, yeah. Nonetheless But, but he uh, deserved it. He yeah, deserves it Yeah, he's a vet so I think if if we're looking at the '93s, I'm probably leaning like you said, and I think most people. Ashton's so young. Alice is like 40 himself now, and he's a huge yeah. David Ricks guy too. He looks up to David Ricks. Right. Uh, and I know when he won in that 2017, he invited David Ricks onto the podium with him because he's like a yeah. huge David Ricks guy. But uh, Yeah. But uh, actually, David Ricks is in yeah. there again. Yeah. But I don't think he's like, fuck, man. How many miracles can this guy have? <laughs> At the <laughs> same
1: time, you never want to doubt against a guy. Oh, you
0: can never doubt against a fucking guy. Like, dude, if he, hit, if he hits a squat, he's going to be he, in If he's 175 years old and he gets his as squat, you got to fight. You got to yeah. fight. <laughs> right? He, so, he, um, yeah, don't, don't look past him. That's for sure. He doesn't go away. But, um, yeah, I'm thinking probably Ashton. And then, um, God knows if he goes to Worlds, and if LS does, well, Ashton can't go to Worlds, right?
1: Is he suspended still because of the USA,
0: the, uh, Open? That's a damn shame, sir. Oh, yeah. Stupid rules, man. Yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Um, what about, is there any other weight classes that got you, like, uh, do you have, have you been paying attention to 83 kilo? Do you think Russell or here or? Or Brett? Is that, is that the? Uh, well, no, for the, the raw for your Raw Nationals, it'll just be so it won't be Brett. Because oh, Brett's from New Zealand. Canada. Yeah, like like looking ahead, like like I th- looking at. Well, we'll see what happens at Nationals. Brett is on such a fucking tear right now. I think only <laughs> Hack could beat him. But um, in terms of Raw Nationals, I think Orhi, and then you got like Muscle Man Marcus, and you got like oh Shawn Noriega. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sean Noriega. Okay. Yeah, shot. Sean Noriega is an absolute beast. <laughs> Rob Rob Ali. Um, then you got the deadlift panda, Yangsu Ren, who like deadlifted seven hundred and forty-seven pounds at eighty-three kilo at the last Raw Nationals. Not sure, if, not sure if you've seen that, but that was fucking nuts. I think stuff. I did see that. And he's, he's a little dude, and he doesn't he's so unassuming. And um, it's funny because in the preview show we had Joey Flex on there, and we're like going division by division, and we're like like I remember as a joke saying, "Who the fuck knows? You never know." Ren might come out of nowhere and surprise yeah. people, but he was nominated like tenth, right? And then yeah. the day of, he like did like, you know, small conservative squat, conservative bench, loads up, seven forty-seven, which is whatever the fuck kilo, and we yeah. were all like, no, oh, wow, there's no way though, right? Like, yeah. no, that's not gonna happen. That's and then crazy. He fucking pulled it, and we're like, dude, this is like way over the world record. This is like ninety-three kilo big lift. You know what I mean? So he's opening up with the world record yeah it was some crazy oh, shit yeah yeah like like when you open yeah exactly yeah so, yeah but, uh, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nuts so um i think for 83s probably or he's um a favorite but yeah, uh, i feel like you probably have it on the bag i uh i've seen a few things on his <laughs> instagram and he's obviously a pretty freaking strong dude and I think train, does he train under Joey? Yes, yeah, he does, a lot yeah. Of guys yeah.
1: Train under Joey. I
2: know Sean does, I'm pretty
0: sure. Yeah, he does too. Uh,
2: so I think those two will probably battle a little bit, but I think Russell will probably get it.
0: I think those stuff. two will probably battle as well. It's interesting that Joey's got to handle both guys a day up. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. you. Yeah.
3: How do you not play a little
0: favoritism there? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Who it's, do I like more? It's tough. <laughs> it's tough because you usually like you're like like the last deadlifts, you have a placeholder deadlift and you could change it a couple times depending on what yeah. the other guy does. But it's right. you. But it's you, you try to outsmart you, you in both dudes. So yeah. it's
1: gonna be playing chess with yourself. And, yeah. what you, and what do you do <laughs> if you're in a situation? Like how you, you feel if you're in a situation where you put in both guys' numbers and Russ has, you know, let's say 10 kilos left in him, for some reason he's having a phenomenal deadlift in Yeah. You would be like, don't worry, Russ, I know exactly what I
0: would fucking do. And of are going to be fine. You end up pulling it, and he's over there
2: talking to Sean, like, all
0: right, we're going to out-pull this fucker.
3: Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> this fucker. Russ is yeah, Sean. <laughs> that's right or or you're warming up one guy you go over there hey this guy's warm's going shit i think we got this it's like what the fuck but um no i guess talking to those two fellas i think they have an understanding where they're just gonna do like whatever whatever strongest try to but i don't know like, that's gonna be interesting usually usually i think don't they do don't they do like you hand off one guy to someone else to handle but the only problem is the guy might be a little insulted if you hated him off and yeah, you have to right? choose him yeah. so then I mean I think knowing Joey and working because I know he had someone going when I was competing at the same time that he handled me and he handled us both and I think his
2: main thing is like you know we want to go out there hit PRs but we want to go nine for nine Yeah. so yeah. I don't think it matters really where your numbers might be at but He's just going to try to get you the best number. And if you know,
0: beating the, the other
1: dude that way, then yeah, yeah. The, the, only, the only yeah. difference being that with you, you're pretty much guaranteed that you're going
0: to be beating you know, the other guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no conflict you. Know, no, no, <laughs> i like, you know, sitting there like, man, what could I have done better? Uh, <laughs> with Sean and, yeah, Sean and Russell, you know, it's probably going to come
1: down to that last poll. So yeah.
0: It, it might just be straight up where he looks at the second deadlift and he's like, I think you have 10 kilo more. Yeah. What do you think? And yeah. that's what we put in. No no messing I around, think, changing numbers. I think there's going to
1: be a lot of uh, input from Sean and yeah. Russell on the day of.
0: and say And it won't be, I like, I don't think it'll be, we're going to put this number in, then we're going to fucking change it and fuck them up a little. No, it's going to be. It'll be straight. Yeah. It'll just be, I think. Yes, sir. Here's a $10 bill under the table <laughs> Now do what you gotta do That's right be, yeah, Exactly it like I'm gonna take you out for dinner the night before We have to have a conversation yeah. Get on the same yeah. page here Joey shows up with a new Rolex That's right, That's right. <laughs> You're, you're all fucking The fucking is like Where the <laughs> fuck did you get that from? Dude, yeah. Last night you we were staying in the hotel room on the same floor as me Now you're in a fucking penthouse And I see you <laughs> drinking champagne no, And I'm opening 20 kilos lower than yeah. I intended. <laughs> he dropped all my openers. Can we talk first? Uh, shit. We'll see what happens, yeah. So I think that's one of the bigger ones. And in terms of uh, any other showdowns, is there anyone else that you're looking for for these nationals that pop out to you? I mean, I mean, I like watching the 93 class just because that's my class. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously, Ray Williams is fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, the 105s is a good class to watch. Uh, what, do you, what, I, don't know, I like watching them. I don't think I, I'm hoping for any specific person to win, but uh, they're, they're fun. So. What do you feel about um, one that I'm a little excited about? 63 kilo women, Jen Thompson, who's like 44 now, and she yeah. had a massive injury, missed the s- 2017 Worlds. It was so bad. Her doctor was like, like, like surgery. She kept it quiet at the time. And her doctor's what's like, she? what's that, sorry? What'd she injured? Um, well, I missed this. Was it her? Her? Was it in her leg? I
1: think it was in her hip. I think it was like a torn. Um, I don't want to say labrum, but
0: like. You know what? I'll send you this. I'll send you this because you okay. might take a little inspiration off this. So at forty three, and she had done a fuckload, and a forty three years old massive injury. To the point where the doctor's like, look, I at, want, I want you to be like walking, let alone like powerlifting. And she's 43. Yeah. So the doctor's like, look at a 43, you've done enough. Maybe consider wrapping this up. Missed yeah. the worlds altogether. And then um, yeah. did like, tr- like, just from walking to weightlifting like nothing. And she went radio Gosh. silent on the internet. And everyone's like, what's going on with Jen Thompson? And yeah. then started launching a comeback. And then when she came back for those nationals, she had to face, like, it was the worst, the most competitive 63 kilo class yeah. we've ever seen. <laughs> Reconstructive hip surgery. At 43 Uh-oh. years old, man. Like, this is, this is bad. How uh, she had to do that? Did something, like, come in and shatter
1: her hip? She never what? said in her post as to what caused it. Just that she couldn't squat to depth anymore
0: because of her hip. And um, then show, she shows uh-huh. pictures of the surgery. So when yeah. she came back, and you know we're talking about the, the competition gets worse and worse, she had like Sam Calhoun, Kristen Dunsmore, um, another girl named Natalie, all of them 500, or 500 Wilkes and up. Like any one of those girls at those nationals would have won the worlds with their total. And everybody's like, god damn, Jen, if you could pull this off, like this is like a fucking Disney movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you could pull this off. It's Cinderella story. It's Cinderella story, yeah. A miracle on Ice. or yeah what, yeah, what have you. So she won the Raw Nationals. And then went to the world championships. And I was, I don't commentate for the Raw Nationals, but I commentate for world championships. And I told everybody the story. And it was like, this is like, Isabelle Von Weiserberg was supposed to make it, but she she actually missed weight. But um, the defending world champions from Europe, like it was a stacked division. And then there was Jen Thompson and fucking like Sam Calhoun was pulling a deadlift world record, like broke Kimberly Walford's world record. And Jen Thompson won. And um, on the platform afterwards, interviewing her, I'm like, like, where does this rank amongst all your victories and she's like number one no question yeah number number one one for sure this is it this is it right like it's possible and that's where it's It's like inspirational and lets you know like fuck me at 25 who knows (laughs) right like that it can happen I I know I got
2: time I know I got time I know I'll be back regardless of whether I get back over my you know over 2,000 totals but um, I'll definitely compete again. I'd love mm-hmm. to be back over two thousand. I uh, had my eyes on that twenty fifty total, like I said before.
0: Shit happened, but uh, you know, if I can get back to that, that that'd be my Cinderella yeah. story. I'd yeah, pass. yeah. Well, even even for yourself, like from what we've seen, because this year at the Worlds, it was only like I want to say eight twenty five total. That one, or was or
1: eight twenty? It was eight twenty or eight twenty five. I can't remember. right Looked it up so, before the podcast, but it was
0: on any given day. Like, you could you don't need 900 kilo total, like, you don't even have to be yeah. Jesse Norris 100%. Um, but it depends because you might show up and you do need it, like, like, it's that's probably yeah, the thing that's so you, you might need it, but I think for me, it's less less of that. Like, I love the competition, but I like it, um, it takes the fun out of it for me. Like, I want to go back and be able to do stuff where I compete with my best numbers. Yeah. So, yeah. Like that's kind of my mentality, or it has to have been for a little while. I, didn't, I don't mean to be like braggadocious or anything, but for a little while I was competing with myself, like mm-hmm. going out there, trying to outdo my last performance, things like that. And that's what kept driving me to bigger and better totals. And now it's kind of where I'm back. Like now I'm set, I have setbacks. Well, now people are actually on my heels. And I actually got to go out there and do well, mm-hmm. but it does take some fun out of it for me. Like, I just it—I don't know what to describe it as. It's uh, it's kind of depressing. Like, yeah, I used to deadlift, you know, eight hundred twenty-six pounds. Now I'm, you know, maybe seven seventy-five. It's yeah. yeah. It's it's like um, what? like like a musician. Who can't fucking write that st- who wrote some masterpieces. A musician who wrote some masterpieces and everyone loves. And yeah. you sit down with the guitar and you're like, fuck. You're like, I can't I can't, I want to. Yeah. It's right. in me. It's yeah. in you. It's in you. Yeah. And someday you can wake up and it's there, but right now, you're like, fuck. Or being like a yeah, I'm still person to, you like to Train myself to strum the
2: guitar or keys or whatever you want to metaphor
0: it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. yeah. It, it, that's kind of what I'm dealing with. Even though I want to compete, I want to go out there and be at Worlds, but and that's
2: another thing. Like I've already been to Worlds, so it's maybe it's not a, as big of a deal to me to go. That's another thing I was trying to think about. Like if I did go to Worlds, say I was back, I mean I'd be happy to go. But it's like I've already
0: done it, so. But these Worlds now, I think when you if you get there, and I think you will get there. Like I, I believe you will because you're, you're 25 and like yeah. lift, the beautiful thing about powerlifting some people like peak at 40 Not just it's not even that rare to peak at 40 uh, to be honest like there's a lot of people who win titles at 40 So 15 years I, I'm a believer you'll get that at some point now yeah. It's getting bigger and bigger every year especially since they went raw To like the point where I know the viewership is like like if you see in the, um, any of the clips we got, like, slow-mo replays, seven different yeah. cameras. And, like, you know the media around it and things like that have definitely got, like, a hundred times better than they used to be. And that's been really fun to watch. I'm just hoping that the USAPL gets to a point where they give more
1: incentive to their their yeah. lifters to go. Because um, it's not cheap. Like, no. every time I went, it was well over three grand. And, uh... Not everyone has that money, you know? No, so, you're basically paying for a vacation to go compete. Yeah. And yeah enjoy I got to go take two weeks off work, you know, play for a paying ticket, food, hotel, and then I go compete, which that moment is awesome and
2: definitely sets a standard above any else, you know, competition wise. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, it's like, man, I, I don't know if it's really worth it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of um, Well, for, for yourself I would love to see you at the Worlds But I yeah. definitely want to see you 100% Like, yeah, I wouldn't want you to show up injured And be like, man, I'm just yeah. here Like, I know what you mean Where if you're not 100% And then you're going to drop coin like that You'd be like, fuck, man I don't want to show up And I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel good Yeah, it, it's, it's shitty
3: I know, I that yeah,
0: yeah, like, that's a whole other deal I think for 9 people out of 10 100% worth it Because when you get there, holy shit, like the world, these days the world's watching, it's crazy. Like we, yeah. uh, like I'm on the IPF media team and um, I see the figures coming in and they show like around the world the viewership for the live stream <laughs> and I get like goosebumps because I'm on there every day and I try not yeah. to be too nervous because nothing but dead air if I don't talk, yeah. right? And you're just um, talking to yourself pretty much. You're talking to yourself, man. Yeah. And it, um, it is crazy the amount of views from all over the world, you know? And you don't even fucking realize it because nine times, like almost every day you're just at your house training or at your gym training doing your thing. And you have no idea how many people are actually watching. Then when you go to worlds, it's, you realize like you'll get messages from all over the fucking people in like Japan, Malaysia, or Bulgaria, and then you're like, and they're like, I saw you lift. And people take clips from your worlds and like share it all over the place. And like on YouTube, uh, there's like the John Hack, Brett Gibbs showdown from 2016. People have spliced it into little mini five-minute shows or some shit. And it's like all videos, yeah. music behind it or some yeah. shit. Yeah, and they've got like half a million views. And it's like, holy shit, man. So yeah. in terms of, um, I mean, I'm a guy who's thinking like, if in terms of for yourself, it would be a phenomenal experience and people would get re-exposed to you all over again. Yeah, be like, yeah. Hey, Jesse. But on the flip side, uh, yeah. you're not 100%. And um, and it is true. Like, the competition is getting every year deeper and deeper with these kids. Like, that one kid, um, Gustav from Sweden, he, he actually out-totaled everybody in the Open this year as a junior. And he's really pacing like a son of a bitch, too. Not like 920, but um, yeah. but he's somewhere in there. Like, you, we got to keep our hand on the pulse there and kind of check it out. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be, be exciting. If you no, ever, I, if you make it, if you made it to Worlds, my man, it would be fucking. I would be, cause I'll be commentating. Yeah. Uh, holy shit, man, that'd be yeah. absolutely bonkers. The amount of people. I'm really that I to Do it again. I really want to go, but it's just can
2: I do it healthy? Yeah. Can, yeah. I, can I get back to where I was? Yeah. Or at least close to. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be over two thousand. But if I get into the nineteen hundreds comfortably, yeah. healthy. Yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah. yeah, as long as um, yeah, because you I, you don't have to be two thousand to win this. That's for sure. Yeah. No. No. When 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 all this um, is there any more? Let me double check any points because we had briefly talked about some things you wanted to talk about. I want to see if there's anything we had missed. Yeah, I don't know. It's been rolling, man. We've been rolling, man. Well, that's how we like it to make it let just flow seamlessly. Yeah, training, cycles, injuries, and challenges. When all is said and done, because you're only 25 years old, and this is something that we always ask anybody whoever comes on the show. When all is said and done, how would you like to be remembered?
3: Um,
2: I think the, the biggest thing for me is I'd like to be remembered as someone who came in, uh, at least did something that no one expected or really thought maybe was possible and uh, challenged everyone else and hopefully, you know, changed the sport a little bit in that aspect and uh, challenged people to think outside the box of, you know, maybe what am I capable of, you know. So was, before I came in at, you know, the 93 kilo class, I think the total was 18 something for the world record. Mm-hmm. And I think I came in you know, smoked it in my first meet, you know, unofficially, but still. And so it's just like, and I think think people just need to open themselves up a little bit more of what's possible. And that could go towards anything, whether it's lifting, whether it's, you know, their careers or whatever. But it could go anywhere with that. So I think that's what I'd like to be remembered for the most.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's true. Like, they, for a long time, the four-minute mile in, in terms of, uh, like, humans yeah. were our barrier. It was, it was law. They thought scientific. They actually did studies saying, here's why. No one will break yeah. the four-minute mile. And then the first time a man ran the four-minute mile, with, and, and it took forever for us to do it, the first yeah. time they did, within a year, like six other guys did it. Right. It's, right. It's and just, that's kind of what happened. I'm seeing is like, I, you know, I did that total, and now I'm seeing all these young kids like Ashton mm-hmm. and this kid from Sweden.
2: They're coming up, you know, nipping on my heels like, doing
0: some crazy-ass numbers that weren't there before, and mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. hopefully I had some,
1: something to do with that, you know? Yeah, and yeah. that's the funny Maybe thing. Like is that that...
2: four-minute mile, but same, I... same idea.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. like, personally, I think you already shifted that ceiling. You already kind of showed what was capable at 93. Well, when we had
0: that kid on, um, Gustav from Sweden, he mentioned you, like you're one of the guys that he, he actually said, <laughs> you're one of the dudes he looked up on. We have him on the podcast on this episode. And he's like, yeah, man, like I loved watching Jesse Norris and like seeing what he did. And he wants to also hit like a 900 kilo total and stuff like that. Like, I think yeah. people look at other people within their weight class. So the same way you would look like uh, David Ricks. and like, holy <laughs> shit. Without, Time flies, man, and, and you think are people, do they remember these certain things? And there'll be people who fucking remember every weight you hit. They'll recite to you your total. You're like, what year? Yeah. you'll be like, what year was that? And You'll have people listening who are like, fucking know what every year it was and who it was that you went against the whole nine. But yeah. um, that's why it's so cool, like, uh, you know, when you're 100%, if you go to Worlds, in terms of like what it will mean, It'll be that moment, even if you don't realize it, and you'll like, oh, think, ah, it's another competition. It's, it's a Jen Thompson story, and you don't even know it. You know what I mean? It's, it's something to somebody watching to be like, I fucking remember hearing Jesse, and this is where he was at, and all the difficulties he went through. So when he comes back, whether he's back 100%, or whether, like this year's Worlds, you total 825, which is a fucking 100 kilo below your best, but you won Worlds? All everybody's gonna talk about is like the fucking comeback story yeah. the whole night, right? Like that's how history's made, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Like I
2: just come back regardless. But
0: yeah. Is there anything else uh, before we let you go that you want to like you? You said you get a lot of questions from people. Is there anything we didn't address? You think that you I said think, you want to? Yeah, I think most
2: people are just wondering like, hey, when are you gonna compete again? And I don't think a lot of them understood, you know, what are the extent of my injuries. You know, same question. Am I going to go to Worlds? So I think we addressed all that, and I think that's mainly what I wanted to do. And talk about some other things.
3: We talked about a lot here, which was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that was the main thing, and hopefully
0: that helps. You know, people know. Like, okay, he's just a little fucked up, but he'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one hundred percent like because you are you're you're not as on social media. Like some people post like every day on their IG story, like five times a day you see them cooking food the whole fucking night right which is like whatever it is that's funny it's like i hate social media i absolutely hate it because
2: all i see usually is drama and i feel like some of it's well most of it's probably fake and i don't want to be one of those guys that posts fake shit or you know cooking a breakfast which no some people want to see but most don't (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah that's what's funny is like i'm i'm a sponsored athlete and i have to make these posts and i'm like i don't want to be on social media you know yeah. and i just kind of got into this rhythm of of doing it for not my really myself but for other people that wanted to see you know what i do and i mean having so many followers is awesome and it's great but yeah i never really enjoyed it until i started doing it for other people and be able to address their
0: questions and hopefully uh You know, help them out a little bit. So, yeah, it is like it's a double edged sword because you, I mean, uh, I know you mean where social media is tough sometimes. Like, I know for my personal account, I don't, I post like maybe once a week, like here and there. I'm not as into it. Uh, For like the king of the list, I'll repost and try to push like as much, as many people as possible, leading into nationals. All those guys I was talking about try to show their story have like sports talk like for other sports it's natural people talk like um nfl like i know nfl is huge in the u.s it's like a religion in u.s football trying to push it like that and have people on it create sports talk and debate within powerlifting as well but um it's tough man it is like it's it can be a grind i know what you mean where at least for myself for me i just keep it sports talk and it's easier so i'll debate like sports like powerlifting issues or like Who's yep. the best? Who's going to win? Who are your picks? Yep. And that's sports talk. Dudes can, some dudes can sports talk, whatever. But when it's like um, more personal, people want to get to know you. Like, here's what I'm cooking today. Here's what I'm yep. going to wear when I go to the movies and shit. Like, that's, for some people, they can do it and it's fine. I just yep. don't, I don't, I'm like you where I'm like, I don't give a shit to do it. I don't give it. Yep. it's actually easier for me to like do King and Live shit and talk about other people's and talk about the sport I love. Oh. Then to yeah. show, I'm like, why would you give a shit what I'm doing today, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I just post, repost memes, and then throw out my 495 deaths Like, oh yeah, right. <laughs> that again. As,
0: so, as long as you keep, as long as you keep those 495 deads coming, man. Yeah, people, people, yep. people are satiated. They're good. Sounds good. Is there anybody you want to me, thank? left it again. Uh, What's that? Sorry.
2: Uh, I was saying, like on those videos I post, people were like,
0: "When are you
2: lift it again? When are you competing again?" Yeah. Like, coming
0: out soon. <laughs> yeah. well, I hope, I hope, like, so some of the people who follow you will, will pro- might have heard some of this, but I hope, like, with King of Lifts, we, we, we post this a lot, and hopefully this will like let some people know because we didn't yeah. know either, and that's the thing with powerlifting, it's not, we're not a big enough sport to have like, m- like news coverage on shit, right? Like this, yeah. is like, but this is it. We have to make up our own. Like literally, we don't have like no mainstreams going to talk about us at all. So yeah, yeah, you're we not got to st- hear
1: the Jesse Norris story on ESPN, unfortunately.
0: One hundred percent. So you know, we have this is the best not way. Yet. This is the best way to disseminate information yeah. and let people know. Maybe yeah.
1: maybe when you have your comeback, you'll they'll do a thirty and thirty or something. Well,
0: yeah, would be fucking amazing. No, well, when Ray Williams squat a thousand pounds. It made mainstream, yeah. and now we're back to not so much mainstream.
2: Yeah. But whatever. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. It's never. I don't. Know. Didn't they used to have it on ESPN though? They like did. Years ago.
0: Years yeah. ago. This is like, Bill, I think when Bill Casmar was world's strongest man, but he was also a powerlifter, and um, like Ed Cohen, if I could drop yeah. that, like those fellas. I think were, and they had like for real, like Coors Light fucking sponsors like cool sponsors like you know what i mean there like, we go cool life sponsor
2: me <laughs> yeah that's right. that'd be
0: sick dude yeah fuck yeah but uh but yeah not so much anymore um yeah. but um thank you for coming on and before we let you go sir because we took about an hour and a half of your day uh is there anybody you want to thank um uh, sure
2: i mean i'll thank my sponsors at least i mean gym reapers and cage muscle they're they generally take care of me pretty well um uh, Thank you to you guys having me on here. Thank me you now. for coming on, sir. Yeah, that whole little
0: controversy—I like to stir the pot sometimes. <laughs> it's gotta, it's, you gotta you, uh, stir it up
2: and get some people to follow.
0: So it, it helps. Are. It helps too to get like uh, people to listen in and whatnot. And it was—it yeah. was perfect. And again, man, sports talk and debate is this is what it. This is what we do. That's what it is. So, yeah. um, anyways, thanks for coming on, my friend. I'll let you know when we post it and um, keep us in the loop. So if you think okay. you're gonna make a run up to it, we'd love to have you on and uh, you know help hype the comeback or even after the competition have your thoughts on how it went, etc.
2: Sounds great, man.
0: Okay, buddy. Thanks for coming yeah, on, have a, guys, have a good one.
2: All right, appreciate it. See ya. See
0: ya. So there you have it. 90 minutes with Jesse Norris and um uh, man, that did explain a fuckload. Torm Labrum. And two degenerative discs. Yeah, that's, that's me. two degenerative discs is, is so torn labrum, um like I'm not I'm no doctor. But that sounds like that's gonna fuck up your bench. I knew I knew watching when he, he won the nationals, his bench dropped like we're we're talking like
1: well I remember eighty pounds? Yeah, like I remember obviously the first time that he won nationals, he was benching I think it was around four twenty or something like, that. It like even that. Even then it was a little bit lower than what he did at record breakers.
0: But then, so then I think the second
1: did. time he came back, I remember that that he was benching like three sixty, and I remember on the webcast they were talking about, well, maybe he's got an injury. His bench hasn't been. I knew he,
0: I knew he had an injury because I think social media he had said. So I think he hit around early, early fours in to beat Lane, and then record he 404 four in it, it flew, and it, and it flew it was very well. So he's getting better from the injury. Yeah, rolling around um and then he came back
1: and opened to like 350 or something like that he he, he had and like hit 360 me. and then yeah it was like a jump but to-
0: that is an injury though that i think he can come back from um but that's still a tough one i'm sure but the degenerative discs and there is n- the only thing they could do is fuse his back and then the fucking fusing of the back will then make discs above because that becomes does there's no like a fucking metal rod no no movement no, no flexation. So then all the discs above gotta handle the load and the flexation, and then it becomes just shooting the problem further up the back. Yeah. And he's 25. And this too.
1: happens a lot in different sports. And I know baseball and other stuff that happens. And yeah. it's exactly what happens. Usually if it happens once and you get the, those discs fused, yeah. if you continue that sport, yeah. you're going to have the same problem come.
0: All the way up the back. Yeah. And that's where um, he's 25 now, when that happened in his like, early twenties, when you're going to see a doctor, and your doctor's like, and he's like, what can we do? And he's like, well, this is what we can do. But at 23, you don't, Yeah, yeah I don't think we, you better exercise all of our options first. Because we start this at 23, when you're 63, yeah. walk you're walking around. Like, yeah, your exactly. you're not a metal your fine. Exactly. Yeah, it won't be a David Rick story. No. Um, so that's where, yeah. It's all, there you have it where, um, in terms of why he doesn't go to Worlds, uh, or, or Mrs. Nash's all that, fuck, man. And I could see where, um, you know, even if he starts getting a little momentum, and it's like, like I know, I know for myself, like I think everybody would be able to, to identify with, look, at, I'm operating at like 70% of my potential. And for some people seeing the numbers I'm moving, they'd be like, hey, I think you might be able to do okay. But in terms of what that rattles you in terms of your confidence, yeah. in terms of do I want to, do I want to present this package when you're operating at 70%, it's very mentally difficult. Yeah, and especially the sport like ours,
1: like, where, as you mentioned, like he didn't feel like, he, he's never felt like he's competing against other people, he feels like he's competing against himself. And when you're constantly chasing things that you've already done, and you can never hit that plateau, it's a mental grind. At 25? 20, yeah, it? it's just a mental he's grind. Not,
0: he's not 45 where it's like, well, oh, okay. Yeah, you can't chalk it up to age, you can't chalk no, it up to- No, it's 25, that's gotta be incredibly frustrating. And then, um, he had said too, he's like, then there's the other thing where, okay, now I'm at 70% and these other guys are on my heels. So it's not even like, it's one thing to show up, be 70%, but you're going to win. So you do it for the title. It's not overly exciting, but it's a good comeback story whatever. But no, it might not be a great comeback story. I might come back and yeah, fucking lose. And take second because. Take second or third. Yeah. It's so competitive. Or not even finish because, because your back flares your up. Because your back suddenly... is so bad and you can't just will it. It isn't always a Disney movie, and it'll be incredibly frustrating if that happens seventy percent, and you're like, "Why did I do this thing?" Then you look back, yeah. then I can see where he's saying where he's like, "So I dropped three k, come back, maybe what if I lose?" And you're like, "Fuck, man, yeah. I didn't like all the naysayers and critics would like, see, I told you so," and you're like, "I, I." You didn't put up yeah. your best. You're like, this was just a shitty experience. Yeah, it's this just is, not you know, like, this was us yeah, yeah. And especially
1: when you've already done it a bunch of times, whether yeah. it's as a sub junior or a junior, like
0: it's I know I know what I think I think in, in that respect you gotta almost put it in perspective, like you gotta try to in your mind's eye be able to live with the situation like, well, I've done worlds at yeah. like this. And I understand, like, I don't think it's not the same as the open. It's certainly not the same now as the size of the world's now. But if you're at his situation where you're like, my God, what if I don't? Like I want to, but what if? Then you gotta kind of start coming into terms with certain things. So I, it makes sense to be like, you know, well maybe it's you know you to live with things. You coming up, you come up with perspective and be like, maybe it, what if what if I don't? I want to. I want yeah. to. Of course you want to. And the last thing you want
1: to put in your head is any sort of doubt when you're going to a competition like that, and especially when it's you're no longer
0: blowing people out of the water, but you've got, got people nipping on your well, heels. Well, every year. Like, like, man, pound of thing is fucking crazy. In terms of, um, like, he, he was just so far ahead of everyone else at that time. But um, every year, it's getting closer and closer. Well, he was that
1: collegiate athlete that came over. Like, that first type of, we're going to say, like, prime athlete. Well, he, he, he
0: he was, he's, I would say, like, you know, well, him in his prime. If you take his 9'24". Which is probably that'll be a number in our sport that'll like fucking live in infamy type deal. Yeah. Where it's the nine twenty four. It's like those every has got some. I think that's that's a big one. That'll be a big one, and the first person who beats that. And he was saying, okay, all right, deadlift bar, deadlift bar helps. You want it, so let's knock it down to like nine. Now. Just hit nine. Now. Let's say twenty four kilowatts of deadlift bar. Let's he's still the first yeah. guy to push it into the nine. You always eventually someone's gonna do that eventually we know that this, this is sports okay eventually someone's going to take it there he was still the first you know he's still the first guy to start like he actually addressed it he, i, I want to be the guy who helps open up open up minds and be like this is possible now you got guys like gustav who said he's coming up the ranks from sweden he's like i fucking this this is why yeah, you know, like i 100 like
1: he jesse is the guy that shifted the ceiling yeah he took that old floor and he said, no, no, this, is, this isn't where I want to be. Here, can, I'm, you,
0: can you pull up the Gustavs? I just yeah. want to make sure I'm saying his name right. I'm terrible with these Eastern European names. That's not an Eastern European European, European period. I
1: going to say, don't, yeah, that's a...
0: But that kid is, that Swedish kid, I swear to God, if I had to put money, I would say... Um, yeah, it's Gustav Headland. Yeah, so it is Gustav, okay. Headland and Gustav, we had him on here. Kid's a fucking... Oh, he's a monster. He's an absolute monster. His dedication. He doesn't drink, even though he's early 20s. He doesn't. He's all about like diet. Everything is on point, point. and I think he's going to be the next guy who's going to push for a 900 kilo total. And um, and yeah, it's got to be. It's ex- got to be for Jesse, exciting and discouraging at the same time to be like, well, at a certain point, if the field keeps getting better, I have to be 100 percent for me to come back. <laughs> and then what if it's just not possible? If it's like, well, look, it's you know, you're not going to be 100 percent again. Then it's like, God damn it. It, it's gotta be tough man. It's gotta yeah. be very tough.
1: And again, especially when you're watching people like Ashton come up for example Like Ashton obviously did compete at Worlds this year, but he's another guy that in the US has got a huge total Yeah, and is young and is only getting better.
0: He's young. Yeah, it's funny cuz like um, Like I think of Jesse is super young at my age Fucking Jesse is super young. I remember it feels like just yesterday. He was a junior and then when Jesse talking to Jesse He was like, yeah, these kids coming up, you know, I guess yeah, these kids are younger. Just, like, Jesse's the older guy. Which is
1: frightening to think that, you know, given the fact that Jesse's only 25.
0: But. Yeah, but it, that, so there was a day and age where juniors weren't killing it like that. I think Jesse was one of the first juniors who walked in there and started spanking people in the open. Yeah. And started making people think. But uh, what do you got there?
1: Uh, I was looking up for Ashton's total because I couldn't remember what he hit last year at Ron Eyes. But at his age, I
0: expect his progress to be... But his,
1: exactly. It's going to be interesting to see, like, based on his training, who, who knows what he's going But
0: one this? thing with Ashton, it's kind of like Jesse said with himself, younger, you might leave your best, if you put you too much, you can leave your best in the gym. Ashton is gaining so quickly, and he's so young, sometimes you overshoot just what your progress is because you're so excited. Yeah. Every week you go in there, you feel stronger stronger. Kind of what happened at the U.S. Open. But with every, you can't buy experience, you have to earn it and actually earn that experience at US Open. And sometimes you come back even better. So now you reevaluate, what the fuck happened there? Well, I'm not pulling this and squatting that unless it's on the platform. Or I'm just, yeah. I don't want to get too associated with numbers. You know, it does like everyone cares more about what happens on the platform than what happened in the gym. And everybody at some point gets excited as shit about what's happening in the gym and pushes the numbers. That's just the way it goes. And then you, hopefully you can learn from it. And yeah, it's all part of the experience. Adjust before it gets too crazy. Yeah, and it batters up your body. But uh I don't, I, I don't think I've talked to anybody who's been in the game long enough and not done that at least once or twice. Yeah. I'm like, no, for sure. Got a little ahead of myself. Got a little ahead of myself. That's where, like, sometimes a coach is good. Where a coach is like, hey, man, can we talk about what you're doing in the gym? But, uh, yeah, we'll see. But I'm, I'm glad Jesse came on here. Um, addressed some of these things. Let everybody know what the injuries he's having. And, uh, damn, I hope he comes back 100%. Oh man, um, no I, lie. it's me too. I would love to see that showdown and I'd love to see him in that. No lie, if he ever comes back as IPF Worlds, I grab that fucking microphone and here we go. And Jesse Doris is going yeah. to hit the platform. It'll be nuts, man. It'll be nuts. But um, anyways, I hope all you guys enjoyed it. As usual, uh, you know, like it, share it, tell your friends. I mean, every time we do these things, We're trying to bring like people's story. We don't because like I said, we don't have mainstream media. We don't have, this is the only way we can disseminate information, you know, and this is it. we're the only avenue where anyone's going to talk about our sport. When we talk about, you know, you go to the barbershop and people are arguing who's the greatest boxer of all time. You go to like any kind of forum and people are arguing who's the GOAT, welterweight UFC championship. This is what we do with this kind of sports talk is here. You know, and um, and the good thing about our sport, the Bay release, everybody's accessible. You wanna come on the show and talk, you come on and be like, you know what I mean? You know what yeah, I mean? No, it's, or if you hear, you hear, hey man, heard you guys are talking about me, and I'd like to say my side of the story, we could bring them on and be like, tell your side of the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah that's uh, the beauty
1: of this situation especially, like you see that sort of open avenue, and you get a guy like Jesse, who doesn't normally go on podcast or anything yeah. like that, to come out and talk. Yeah,
0: and, It's funny, like, uh, you know, Cause it isn't drama; it's sports talk. Yeah, people were playing like these guys are trashing. I think when he actually heard the podcast, he's like, "Yeah, they were trashing me. This was that was straight up just sports talk." They're they're debating whether or not I'm the greatest of all time. Yeah, it's sucked uh, but you, you you can't trash and be in
1: the, <laughs> the greatest yeah, of all time.
0: <laughs> no, and it's always sports talk, man. I don't give a shit about anybody's personal lives and come at them like that. Anyways, it'll always be sports talk, but it's good that. Uh, so that's why we tell everybody. Push it out there, let everybody know, you know, and and because this is otherwise, like if we don't all rally together, nobody's going to hear about this. Nobody's going to have, like, there's a lot of people, Jesse's got a big following, but there's some fucking IPF world champions with, like, 10,000 yeah, followers, this,
1: and it's a shame. If we don't talk about stuff like this, the sport's never going to
0: advance. People don't hear these stories. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, anyways, until next time, uh, six-pack lap it out. And Paul Moran's and lifts. Catch us next up, See ya.